Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dyslexic Season 2, Episode 17. This week, Theme Park Court is in session once again. Um, I was trying to think the Law and Order theme, but I couldn't think of it, so um, pretend I didn't. Uh, (laughs) This week, we are taking on another major debate, and uh, this week, it is the Battle of the Mountains. Yes, the two major mountains, because one of them is getting a refurb that it rightfully deserves, and that's my... Um, thoughts on that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Splash Mountain is getting rethemed to Princess and the Frog, and I'm fully here for it. And now you know my side. Now we're not going to talk about that no yes. more. <laughs> <laughs> but that's right. It is Big Thunder Mountain Railroad versus Space Mountain at Walt Disney World, specifically, because this is a whole other debate. <laughs> <laughs> this would go very differently, I think, if it was. I think it also would. <laughs> but I'm sure you've heard a couple voices here. And I'm sure you're wondering, what two amazing star lawyers have I brought to take on this case? <laughs> well, it's other than the... Um... Hi! <laughs> and brand new to the show, Alex. Hey, everybody. Welcome, both of you, and thank you for being on. I am super excited for this episode, and I'm so glad you both agreed to getting into this major court case. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> but before we begin, Ava actually went to Six Flags Great Adventure, her home park, and little self-plug, you can check out her very first episode she was on, a home park hoedown, all about Six Flags uh, Great Adventure in New Jersey, and uh, you can find that earlier on season two. Um, but she's going to give us a little trip record with how the park reopening has been and her trip. Yeah, so um, I, for the past uh, couple of weeks, I've been thinking about getting a season pass. I usually got one every year. Um, I had bought my boyfriend and I tickets to go see an NBA game uh, for Christmas and it got canceled. And I just got refunded. Thanks, StubHub. Just got refunded now. (laughs) (laughs) All these months later. Yeah, that was shade to StubHub. I guess you're not getting sponsored by them. I'm sorry. That's um, fine. I'm not getting sponsored by nobody. Oh my gosh. uh, I was like, I need to get something that's roughly the same monetary value that I could get as a gift to make up for the canceled basketball game. So I decided to buy us season passes and parking, a season parking pass at Great Adventure, which is like our home park. Um, We live about 40 minutes away. And today we made a reservation to go, and it was my first time going, and it's been open for like three or four days so far, I think. Um, and I was like really pleasantly surprised at how efficient and on top of everything they were. Everything See, was that's like that's what I want to hear. It was I was seriously like so pleasantly surprised. Um, like the security and stuff was so crazy. Like we basically like just did like a temperature check by walking through a tent with a screen. Like I didn't even know that kind of technology existed. Oh wow! But um. You would just kind of like, you know how like usually when you go to a park, it'll they'll kind of like have security and they're like walk and then like stop you and like you have to wait in a lot of lines. It was yeah. literally like a thirty second continuous walk, and I made it through the temperature check and security. <laughs> like I had my phone That's with insane. me, uh, sunglasses, so like like a bunch of stuff with me. Usually you would have to take it out of your pockets and like put it in a tray, and it goes through like a little, um, like you know, like like the machine mm-hmm. that like scans it like at the airport. Similar to that. Didn't have to do that. I walked under like this little arch thing. 
I don't know if it like detects gunpowder or like something like that, but I walked straight through and they were like, you're good. And I'm like, how did you just check me like without me taking anything out of my pockets? Like, but it was like, there was like the technology of whatever the arch was that I walked through was like why it was like that. So I was already from the get-go like, like I'm in 2020 and Six Flags is in 3020. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy because it's Six Flags and we all know how to yes. Six Flags. Um, <laughs> I was But like shocked. Disney Universal aren't even using this technology. That's what's crazy. Yeah. And it's strange because it's like, if this kind of technology can be produced, why hasn't it been in place already? To make and why not the major parts? Literally. Literally, okay, anyway, that, I was, like, shocked. I was, like, you don't need me to, like, and they were, like, nope. And I was, like, uh, that was it? Like, <laughs> and we got through, I, I'm not even kidding, like, 30 seconds or less. It was insane. That was um, crazy. We got into the park. It's limited capacity. I think it's 25% right now. Um, yeah, I believe that's what the, what they, what they lowered the capacity to. And um, since today it was... There was a, in the forecast it said it was supposed to rain uh, in my part of New Jersey um, it didn't today and uh, it's, it's obviously a weekday so I don't know if it was just like the crowds were light because of the capacity or because just like not a lot of people went today because of the weather um, and we were also there early so like that could have had something to do with it too everything was practically walk on uh, the longest I waited for something was 10 minutes for the Skyway, which is like the little gondola thing that brings you like from each side of the park to the other. And we had to wait 10 minutes for it because they were like sanitizing, like spraying down every single cart and like drying it. Wow. Everybody had masks on. You, it was required to enter. Everybody was wearing it properly over the nose. Um, it was definitely hot. It was definitely. It was definitely super hot today. But, um, like, since there was, there was such a small amount of people there, there was, like, these big stretches of, like, distance and time where it's, like, me, I was there with my boyfriend, and it's, like, we could just pull down our mask because, like, there was nobody else around. So, like, it wasn't, like, it was killing us, you know what I mean? Like, to have the mask on all day. I mean, like, you know, it was nice that we were able to, like, you know, there were always benches we could sit at that were shaded, and, like, there was plenty of opportunities to go into the shops and not, not be mobbed with people like it usually is on a normal Saturday or whatever in like a normal season it was honestly like one of the best times I've ever had at Six Flags everybody in the in the staff was super super friendly nice not that they're um not that the service is necessarily bad but like we all know that it's not the Disney or Universal experience it's a Six right? Flags you but get what I, you every, get and you don't throw don't throw a fit <laughs> literally <laughs> Every single person I interacted with was like went above average, like to be really nice, really helpful, ask if we need anything. And I think that also was just a function of like there was less people around, so like they had more opportunities to give more time and attention to like each guest, you know what I mean? Um, it was great. Like you had to put on hand sanitizers before um, some certain roller coasters, like you would walk up the steps to the platform. There's a lot of the rides in Six Flags, um, at least at mine, Six Flags Park. Um, you have to like walk up flights of stairs to get to the loading platform, which is like mm-hmm. weird, and I don't know why they do that. Um, and usually, when you got to the top, they would ask how many people were in your party, and then they would say, "Okay, go sanitize your hands, and then go in row four or row two, like whatever it might be." They were leaving empty seats and empty rows on rides that way people were six feet apart. They were cleaning so much, like wiping everything down or like spraying it. 
with um i guess it's like a sanitizer thing and like a big right. tank and yeah. like, it's like a little wand almost like when you see people spray like pesticides like in fields and stuff it looked like that um it's like a ghostbuster but like not as cool yes yeah. <laughs> it was plexiglass at for you know between every cashier and person going a lot of the obviously the, well not obviously because i realize i'm gonna have to explain this it's not the same everywhere um in New Jersey, indoor dining was supposed to reopen this past week, but since all of the other states can't get their um, act together, <laughs> our governor decided to put that on hold, and um, therefore a lot of restaurant workers are now still unemployed, even though they were supposed to be going back to work. That's um, but probably honestly a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is a good choice, but it's just a shame because um, it's just out of concern for the same of thing course. happening in New Jersey that's happening in all the other states. It's, it's awful because it was like New Jersey and New York and all the, those states in the area were the worst and all the other states reopened or like didn't have the same. Now it's totally flipped. Like I saw a chart the other day of the country where it was like the, the states that were blue were the ones where the cases haven't gotten worse and the ones that were red were the ones that had gotten worse. When I say it was like New Jersey and four other states were blue, I'm serious. Like the entire map was red. It was ridiculous. So... All of the restaurants were closed at Six Flags, even though I think they were supposed to be open, um, like, you know, by now. Right. But now they're not, because indoor, it's indoor dining specifically that's not um, allowed. Outdoor dining is okay, but I noticed that even that was really limited today at Six Flags. Um, Yeah, it was honestly a really good experience. I was very concerned, but before I went, I read a couple of different newspaper articles from just like you know, newspapers locally like in New Jersey and they had like been reviewing the opening and said that everything was really safe and great so we went and like it lived up to it like I seriously felt so safe and so secure and everything um yeah because like I you know but that was because I was consciously taking precaution and also the staff and even the other park goers were and so it was really wonderful I don't know if the same is happening at other Six Flags around the country but like great adventure truly is coming through like in the best way well that's amazing thank you for the trip report no problem <laughs> um well thank you for that trip report i greatly appreciate it and if i said that twice because my editing happened you know mess up it's because we had another technical issue and i'm sick of it and, uh, you know, it just is what it is. I'm sorry, y'all. But welcome back. <laughs> but to you, you, you went nowhere. The, the, the recording. You know, I'm just going to shut up. Um, <laughs> but thank you for the trip report once again. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to jump right into our debate. But if this is your very first theme park court episode, this is how it works. Each theme park court debate is set up into three sections. Section one is the queue slash pre-show of the attraction. Section two is the actual attraction itself. And section three is the post-show slash exit. So let's jump right in. So Ava, go ahead and tell us about the queue slash pre-show. And, and I know there's not a pre-show, but I just say it because <laughs> it's there. Um, for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Okay, so this is actually one of my favorite queues. Um, maybe not just Same. the Magic Kingdom, but like all of Disney World. It is a hot one. Not gonna lie, it gets very oh, warm yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. in there. But I, the queue, it reminds me a lot of Expedition Everest in the way where even though there is no pre-show, it builds the environment of the attraction perfectly without really having to stop you and have a formal pre-show. Um, I agree. Just the environment. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, love that it's elevated. I, I'm here for that. I just think anything that's elevated is automatically 10 times more fun. So <laughs> I love the interactive elements too that have been added in recent years. Um, what's the word? I would, oh my God, I just like lost my train of thought. Oh, no pun intended, no. <laughs> so I love just like approaching it, first of all, because the rock work it blends so perfectly into its environment and I feel like Splash Mountain it's the same thing um just the exterior of the attraction is beautiful um so I love that it's it's so pretty (laughs) and I just love all like the corridors of like the queue are so windy and like I don't know like I just feel like it perfectly builds the environment of the attraction just the vibes just all the signage and like the little interactive elements that are like like old western themed it's just it's so charming and um it, and it really starts, it really tells no, you the go. story better now than it did yes. before the interactive elements. Like yes. if you pay attention, it tells you the story of Big Thunder. It really and yes, does. There is a story to Big Thunder. <laughs> I like that it is subtle though. I think most parkours will probably just pass it by. Mm-hmm. But um if you pay attention, like you can definitely read a little further into the story. Um I just think it does such a good job of capturing the location and like everything like that um and i just really enjoy the queue and like nothing beats like the feeling you get when you get on that final um like turn of the queue and like then you start going down and you could just like hear the coaster and it's just like the anticipation is so amazing and i love the queue so much (laughs) right i do too um i just want to go ahead and say some of my favorite things about the queue and yes i know i'm the judge but i also forgot to gavel so i'm gonna gavel real quick um (laughs) I bet my neighbors out there hate me. And that's okay. I don't like them either that much. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that's tea. That is tea. They play loud music when I'm trying to sleep and get some nerves. <laughs> but on the positive side, um, some of my favorite things about the queue are, um, one, first of all, this entire attraction is tied into the overarching story of multiple attractions across the world. The uh, Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Yes. C, um, which I think is really cool. Um, but also, uh, I think it's really cool. My favorite interactive element is like the TNT where you can like wind it up and press down that like bar like in the old Western movies. But like <laughs> it it actually causes an explosion by the ride track. And that's so unique that you can actually cause an effect on the attraction. Mm-hmm. Yes. When I, I went, it awesome. wasn't working. The last time I went, it wasn't working. And I was so oh, sad. Ooh. But like, I mean, you can you can kind of get that with like usually see it on like river raft rides. We can like shoot a water gun, spray, or, like, yeah. spray them with um, yeah. hose or whatever. But like, this is a roller coaster, and you just cause an explosion <laughs> beside it. Like that's, I think that's pretty cool. Um, but fun fact: when they redid all this. Um, it was act- some of it was actually to tie into a canceled uh, Big Thunder Mountain TV show that was going to be on ABC. Oh wow! Yep, there was supposed to be a whole te- te- like legitimate television show for Big Thunder Mountain, and um, they even filmed stuff at the attraction for the show, um, but it never. It, it, it how got many? Canceled. How many years back was this? Um, it was right as they were adding the new interactive queue, so it was quite a bit back. Um, if I can find some details on it, um, I'll send it to you. Um, okay. But it was really interesting. That's really neat. I actually didn't know that. 
Now I'm mad because we didn't get that. Right. But there is a comic book series for it. There is a Marvel comic book series for Big Thunder Mountain. Um, as there is for Tiki Room, uh, Figment, and Haunted Mansion. The lore runs deep with some of these attractions. Like, it's actually crazy. Right. <laughs> well, Six Flags Haunt- could never. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun fact, Haunted Mansion was supposed to have an animated series on uh, Disney Channel. And you can find the, the opening sequence on YouTube. Yes. Uh, but it got canned. <laughs> what about that movie that was supposed to happen? Um, who the heck was supposed to direct it? He is Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, del Toro. Yes, Guillermo and del Toro. I th- and I think Ryan Gosling was supposed to be like the star of the movie, from what I heard. We need that movie. I also want the TV show because, like, my favorite thing was like it had representation because it was uh, a, a younger girl of color but she was mm-hmm. like very into spooky stuff and I was like oh my gosh it's her and Lilo would be best friends because Lilo also is a person of color who's into <laughs> spooky stuff Aww. yes and I just I just people who are into oh, sorry. spooky stuff <laughs> I was about to say I just watched um, I used to watch it all the time when I was little like unreasonably like too many times the <laughs> Haunted Mansion movie starring Eddie Murphy um, me and my boyfriend have been doing this thing where we are trying to watch every single Disney animated movie and like we came up with a system to rank them so we are going to like mathematically figure out which one is the best one yes. but we've been kind of tired we've been kind of tired of watching the animated movie so we were just on Disney Plus like hmm what could we watch and that came up and we watched it it is like an awful movie but it is still entertaining in a weird way just because oh, it's kind it's, of bad like, yeah you know? it's definitely got like that B movie quality of like and not like the B movie but like A <laughs> <laughs> like B movie quality of like <laughs> oh this is oh, so yeah. bad let's keep watching it like I feel like the movie had potential to be good but I feel like it where it all went wrong is when they casted Eddie Murphy I was just like no no you think so yeah I because like okay you had Zod as the villain you had you had Zod as the freaking villain which mm-hmm. is uh and he and that was like you could see him as a villain and he just brings like a chill factor to it and he really could have been menacing had they not added in eddie murphy if they would have added in somebody else i don't know who but if they would have added somebody else in there and made the movie maybe a little bit more serious then i feel like the movie could have had potential yeah it, it is a little too funny something else that i don't totally love about that movie is it doesn't not that it has to be like a direct um like uh what's the word uh version of it but it doesn't totally follow the story of haunted mansion like i I mean clearly not because it's like it takes place so many years later and like you know it's eddie murphy he's like a real estate agent but i mean the dynamic of master gracie and then like the bride and the attic it's like it there's no connect to like that part of the lore really like he is in the movie but like he has a different love interest and it's like a totally different story where it's like she's apparently like committed suicide but she was murdered and it's like it's just not the same storyline that's actually in the attraction and i think if they had followed the one in the attraction it actually might have been more scary and more compelling if that makes sense instead of trying to do an original thing that didn't really have that much of a connection to the attraction i agree <laughs> Definitely um, go give it a watch though. It's, it's like funny. Like, you know, like it's just like it's entertaining to watch and you just like have nothing else to do. <laughs> Most definitely. And you're also gonna be like, what? If you haven't seen it, you're gonna be like, what is it? You know, fun fact. <laughs> I I know we have to get back into this debate in this court case. But fun fact, I met somebody um who is a very good friend of mine 
but when we met, I was talking about the Haunted Mansion, and she had no idea that there was a ride. She only knew the movie. She had never <gasps> heard of the ride, didn't know it existed, and um, I also know more than, like, ten people who also never knew there was a Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and that the movies are based on a yeah. ride, and that they're you not original. You stop that right now. Pe- people are like, oh, that Pirates movie with Johnny Depp, that's so cool, they made a ride based off that. Like, and I'm like, no. no. Same energy, <laughs> like, it's the same energy you saw. The movie is based, I can't wait to see so many people who are like, the, the movie is based on the ride. so cool. <laughs> they made a Jungle Cruise ride, that's awesome. And they're gonna get on and be like, what was that? The I will pir- throw hands. The pirates thing is so funny though, because if you try to explain it to somebody who doesn't understand, it was a ride, and then they made a movie about the ride, and then they incorporated elements of the movie back into the ride the that ride. originally inspired the movie. And they're like, what? it's very confusing. <laughs> and they're like, what does that mean? Like, do you More really think Johnny Depp has been here since 1960 or 70, whatever? That it <laughs> <laughs> like, what is it, 1969? Did the- yeah. No. Yeah. Right? Or right. earlier? It was think, mid to late 60s. I, yeah, I'm sure of that. I think 67, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Gosh, we're nerds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of nerds and going back to the bait, um, now we're going to head over to Alex. Alex, tell us all about the Q slash pre-show. And yes, I know there's not a pre-show to Space Mountain. Okay, so I'll to the Q line for Space Mountain. You know, it's you walk inside the building and you kind of go down a ramp and if you look down you can see that there's like a ball pit which in my opinion made me angry because I wish you could jump in there for a big ball pit <laughs> right <laughs> and as you keep going down that ramp it's like you go underneath it's like you're going underground and you're really and you're really going under the Magic Railroad Kingdom tracks, Railroad yeah. yes and it's supposed to like submerge you like you're in outer space or some like outer space and if you look out the windows on your on your right then you could see like the stars and i think you see the planets and, and then you hear the best music in all of the disney parks yes, yeah i gotta give her that do, 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 i gotta do, give her do, that do, 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 do. <laughs> i can listen to a 10-hour loop of that and not skip a single second of it and be it makes you feel like you're day. ascending it makes it you feel does. like you're ascending yes and it's great study music, along with the Epcot entrance loop, but we're not going there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but as you go down the, but as you go down the ramp, um, in the standby line, like pre, I want to say twenty, pre twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, there they had these screens, which was for Starport seventy one, and Starport seventy one or Starport seventy five. I cannot remember 75. for the life of. Okay, thank you. I should be, but. Pre-2019, on those screens, they actually had a 90-second... They actually had 90-second games for the standby line. But Which were they super got rid of, fun. Yeah, but then they got rid of them, and then that just made me mad. Disney what? needs to release those games on the App Store, because I seriously <laughs> would download them real quick. T. And, um, you know, for Fast Pass, all you get to do is just walk past, and it dumps you into the loading area. And in the loading area, they have two different. They have two different lines. You have the Alpha track and the Omega track. And I think Alpha is your left, and Omega is your right. And it's kind of similar. And I want to. And I kind of say like I like this because it kind of reminds me of um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Rest in peace to the Walt R. Disney World version. Rest in peace. <laughs> but they basically both have different tracks. You know they're. It's different tracks, same experience. And 
uh, well, same track, but one of the they're, they're a mirror actually, of one another. Yeah, but one of them's actually I think ten feet longer than the other. Yes, because it has to get to the exit a separate way. Right, and so you get to choose between, and I think you get to choose between the Alpha and Omega track. And that's all I have to say about the cube. <laughs> um, I will say a couple things that I really um, love about Space Mountain's queue are. One, um, and I don't know if they're still there because I didn't see them on my last trip, but there used to be these really cheesy effects um, also in the Star Tunnel. And, like, you can see planets and stuff that move because of the windows and other shades. But there was one that was this, um, it like, it was a Space Mountain vehicle that was, like, obviously carved out of, like, plexiglass or wood or plastic <laughs> with these people. And it would zoom past the window so it looked as if the roller coaster was going past you, but it was... But if you paid close enough attention, you obviously you could tell that they were like <laughs> plastic people zooming past the window, and that was my favorite thing because it was just so timed. And if you really paid attention, you're like that's the same people every time. Right. There are not that many white people with blonde hair going on this ride one after another after another after another. <laughs> Oh my and gosh. It, it, I loved it. It was my favorite effect. But I also want to bring up when you are waiting um, in line to go to either side, that there is the um, uh, the ceiling where you can see um, like the the International Space Station and like planets and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it always makes you think of Xenon. Um, <laughs> okay, T. Um, but fun fact that um, if you get on the Play Disney Parks app and play the Space Mountain game. If you look up at the ceiling, there is a space race game. And that, those, your, your rocket ships in the app fly above you um, on the ceiling. I did not even know that. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's freaking amazing. <laughs> and uh, I did not get to experience that because the app was not out when I went on my last trip. I don't think it was out on uh, my last trip either. And I'm so sorry about that awkward silence. I burned y'all and it hurt. <laughs> My Pokeball's not agreeing with me. <laughs> Can I add um, something, actually? Yes. Do you ever feel like you're in that queue and you feel like you're the only person there? Like, yes. Like because, it's such an out-of-body experience. It's so long. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's, it's a, it's just, it's long. Like you said, because of the whole having to go under the railroad and everything. But, like, I feel like there definitely are stretches of space. Which is kind of nice because you're always surrounded That's by crowds. Where, mm-hmm. well, no pun intended, but like, <laughs> um, like it's kind of cool, but also weird. Like you're like by yourself sometimes, like when you're walking through the queue. Like it's very um, it's really out of body experience. Out of this yeah. world. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> but thank you for telling us about the queue slash not pre show pre show. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome also I'm sure you just blew a bunch of people's mind because there's a lot of people who don't know that there also is a full story to Space Mountain yes there are a story to both of these roller coasters whether, whether you knew it or not um, <laughs> Big Thunders is a little more difficult to follow than Space Mountain Space Mountain is you are in an airport but it's a starport because you're in space and you're going on vacation and that's right. it <laughs> there's not I don't know what else to tell you. That's what it is. That's why there's a map to all these different planets because you're deciding where to go on vacation. Right. It's like it's like Star Tours, except faster and more fun. Um, <laughs> but and thank you guys. That you still have your head. 
Oh my god, don't even. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> don't look at it. Uh, awesome, but now we're going to jump into section two, and we're going to talk about the attractions themselves. So Ava, go ahead and tell um, go ahead and tell us all about Big Thunder Mountain. Okay, uh, I would like to just start this off by saying, can we just have a second to appreciate Tony Baxter for yes. just one second? Stand the king. The Imagineer who helped oversee this whole attraction. Fantastic human. He's my favorite Imagineer, easily. Um, so nothing is better than the beginning of the attraction when you just hear because uh, this here is the wildest ride in the wilderness it is the perfect way to set you like send you off um, it's so cute um, my personal favorite part of the attraction I don't know if this is like an unpopular opinion is actually the beginning like when you're first going up like on the incline and you can see um into with the bats. <laughs> yes, I have to the... throw in those bats. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what is the word for it? Is it like a cavern? Like, like with like all yeah, like the I would um, say a cavern. yeah, like with it's with like with the sharp points of like the rock coming down from the ceiling. That's my favorite part of the attraction, actually, because I, I think love it's it. it's really right. pretty and it's very unsettling in a weird way because it's almost like it looks so real that it's like you wouldn't it doesn't look man-made necessarily so like it's definitely and just the entirety of big thunder mountain doesn't really look man-made like it looks natural like but it's like I mean, the doesn't... inside of the attraction looks real but the outside of the attraction looks man-made oh yes no i would agree real? the outside yeah yeah yes, like I would it's agree very the outside it's more uh, fantasy-ish kind of it's like very on the, outside, just the colors yeah the colors like the so it's because it's a very bright orange um right so uh, yeah, so that's my personal favorite part of the, the attraction. Um, the little town and all the little buildings and the goat. How can we? Come on, y'all. There are so many we cute little parts of We love the goat. Is that? Does he have a name? I'm blanking. He actually doesn't because um, on Disney, the Walt Disney, Walt Disney World had a channel on YouTube called WDW Best Day Ever, and the goat had an entire talk show I remember on that this. channel, and you can find it. And he interviews the other lesser-known animatronics around property. Oh my god! It is. I remember so watching good. that when I was little. I was on theme park YouTube at an age I, I was far too young to be on theme park YouTube. I was like six <laughs> on theme park YouTube. It was actually ridiculous. Um, also, something else we need to talk about: you, Big Thunder, its vibes during the day versus at night it's almost like two different experiences to me personally like agree it's just it's just yeah. it, they're both great but like definitely very different and i prefer nighttime but that's just me the views of magic kingdom are beautiful plus Some the lighting package on big thunder is beautiful oh my gosh yes it, it is. is um honestly some of my favorite views maybe maybe rivaled with only like Expedition Everest or like Splash Mountain. Um, it's thrilling in a comfortable way. No tea, no shade, but like Space Mountain, what you doing? Like, <laughs> it doesn't break my back or my neck, which is nice, but it is thrilling. Um, <laughs> I have to throw the pot a little bit. I gotta make it. I love it. <laughs> um, it's great. Like, I don't have much more to say it's just truly a fantastic ride that is charming but at the same time thrilling 
and you truly do feel like you're in a different environment just because of the way um, the, the the interior of the attraction and the exterior are built, and also just like the effects um, later on in the ride with um, how do I explain it? Like when the fuse is lit, you know what I mean? Is that like yeah. how I, I'm describing it correctly, right? Like it's definitely better in Disneyland, but in Disney World too. Yeah. Like that's I I love how there's like multiple indoor moments with like slower more visual things going on it's not like it's just like a fast-paced roller coaster like the entire way through which i, I like a lot animatronics and they are animatronics they do move like they move <laughs> um <laughs> like the goat moves and everything you may not yes. really see it but he does um but there's also one of my favorites that i think people forget about the man in the bathtub who was like drunk, yes yeah and he is just going <laughs> yes. around um, I also love that in the saloon of Big Thunder, when you go through um, Tumbleweed, which is the town, um, mm-hmm. in the saloon at night, there are people in there. It's like a party going on. Right? Yeah, there's a whole party oh, wow. going on. In the day, you can't see it. But when you ride it at night, everybody in the town is in the saloon. Which is just like a really cute, subtle... Yes. I keep I keep calling it cute. Like I need to find some better vocab. <laughs> but it, it, it is a cute attraction because it's funny and it's silly and like you have to write it multiple times to get some of the jokes. There are jokes on this roller coaster and that's mm-hmm. not something you see on other rides. And the, and the story of it too, I think, is hard to pick up on the first time. Like, it's definitely very cool. intricate. It's quintessential, mm-hmm. like, original Disney attraction. It you is. know, it's, it's up there with, like, Haunted Mansion and Jungle Cruise, like, in my book. You know what I mean? Even though they're definitely, definitely. very different, like, it's just classic Disney. Well, funny enough, if you actually ride the riverboat, it will tell you the Frontierland story um, of both, uh, of the whole land in general. But it will also tell you the story of Big Thunder and Splash Mountain. Um, which I'm wondering if Splash Mountain's story is going to change on the riverboat when it changes over to Princess and the Frog. I is it going to be Mountain anymore? Like Nobody knows yet. Um, I, I can to... see it still staying the same. Um, mm-hmm, because it, it, it doesn't mention... It doesn't mention the current actual story in the ride. It just mentions that, oh, that's Chickapin Hill, which is the actual name for Splash Mountain. It's Chickapin Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the dam busted a few, a few years back, and now folks have taken up um, riding hollow logs down the mountain. It sounds frivolous, but it's all just like a bit of fun. It's, it's something <laughs> like that. Um, that's really cute. It's great. Like yeah. I highly recommend if you wa- if you go and check out the actual audio for the riverboat, because um, it'll tell you a lot of lore that you didn't know. Um, but uh, it also tells the story of Big Thunder, which is basically the story is um, the settlers came to ba- uh, to mine Big Thunder, um, and the natives warned them not to because it was sacred land and. Um, Basically, the uh, the Thunderbird, which is a Native American spirit, um, which is also the name of Roller Coaster at Holiday World, in their Thanksgiving section, which is, I guess, somewhat problematic. Um, oh, but <laughs> oh my gosh. but oh my gosh. Uh, the Thunderbird spirit is angry. It, it lived inside the mountain and is angry, and so it took over and possesses the mine train, and basically captures people in the train. And forces them down the railroad at high speeds until they crash. Wow. So when you go on Big Thunder, the story is you upset a native spirit 
and it's gonna kill you. As she should. As she should. <laughs> uh, Just saying. <laughs> or they it's what, should. It's she what I, I don't deserve. Know. I don't offend anybody. If but I yes. get on that train, that's what I deserve. Like. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but none of the stories for both rides. <laughs> um, and one last thing I want to mention before we uh, end on Big Thunder. The, well, two things. One, T-Rex skeleton. Love it. Yes. Yes. Um, Period. And two, <laughs> what my, one of my favorite effects in all of Disney is the possums in the tree. That when you go under them, they spin around because the train went by them too fast. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think it's so funny. Um, because what a cartoony moment. And you can see it really well from the train. If you ride the train around, it's so funny. <laughs> but thank you, Ava. Uh, and now we're going to hop over to Alex. Alex, tell us all about Space Mountain's ride. Okay, so basically you board your, so you board your rocket ship and you go into, and you you zoom in through the skies, a, little Einstein. Yes. <laughs> and you basically climb aboard a spaceship and you enter this you enter this very aesthetically pleasing blue tunnel and you know, the closer you get towards the end, the faster the lights start blinking and then eventually you turn to the left and you go up this hill. And so what I want to say about that, quick little thing, um, when you go up that lift, you see the astronaut, I you see the astronauts the working astronaut. on a ship. <laughs> and somebody's working in, the, I think it's mission in the mission control booth, but they're all static animatronics, which I low-key hate. And depending on in those preach, and if you and depending on which track you're on, on the alpha track or on the omega track, if you look to your left or your right, you can actually see the other. You can actually see the other group of riders go up that same lift. Mm-hmm. My, although they're a little bit ahead of you, and then um, you know you see all these stars. You might see some planets, and you go down and you go down the track and it's supposed to be like fast basically like you're on a rocket ship you're going fast there's sharp turns and you're also praying that you don't drop anything and praying that you still have your head by the end of the ride yeah because it, it can't it be space be mountain dropping. it can't be space mountain without you having a fear for your head or your hands <laughs> i might honestly put my hands up next time and collect that check Yes. Oh, you know, <laughs> I agree. And then there and then there are also like I think two other times within the ride that you will actually get to see like the other riders on the other track. And also there and also if you pay very close attention, I think, to when you're going up the lift, um, you could actually see the people who are riding the people mover. Yeah, because the people and, mover goes between the two lift hills. Yeah, and I think there's like two times they, and I think there's two times on the people mover they get to actually see that the people on the people mover can actually see people on the ride. Right. And that's also very cool. And then there's one point where you go into like a red, I think like a red wormhole or something like that. And then um, you go through like this little final stretch and then they slam on the brakes and you're at the unloading station. (laughs) (laughs) Um, also, we just cannot forget stars and planets all around, and they're so pretty. Right. That I mean, that's really what makes Space Mountain is. It's not just another roller coaster in the dark. 
you go in and you are surrounded by thousands of stars and projections of planets all across the ceiling. And what's super cool is if you pay close attention, there are even lights woven into the actual supports of Space Mountain so that mm-hmm. it doesn't take away from the spaceness of the attraction. <laughs> right. Um, also, fun fact Space Mountain is actually the slowest coaster at Disney. No matter how fast you think it is going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big Thunder, um, Everest, uh, all go faster than it. Uh, well, I mean, if we're excluding Barnstormer, I think Barnstormer may go a little bit slower, but I'm not fully sure. Um, but as for the big coasters, big or um, space is actually the slowest, but it feels the fastest because you can't see where you're going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Um, I would love to like add more, but Space Mountain is really darkness and stars and fast speeds and truck turns. Fearing for your head and your arms. <laughs> yes. yes. I will Hi. say, I do feel like you get more airtime on Space Mountain than you do on Big Thunder. But that also That's depends true. on who you're sitting with with, uh, with on Big Thunder. Mm-hmm. I also want to mention Big Thunder, uh, two or three riders per seat, Space Mountain, you're sitting toboggan style, one right after another, which I personally really enjoy. I think it makes the experience very unique for the rider as in like, Especially if you're in the front, you almost feel like you're alone in this experience. Which I think is really yeah. interesting and super cool. Um, whereas Big Thunder, you're definitely like in a group. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely really interesting how like the Disneyland version of space and the Disney World version of space are like very different. Not, not like very different, but like the are different. Like, the different. The yeah, music, like right? Isn't there... Is, wait, is there music in Disney World or am I like... There is music in Disney World. It's just kind of hard to hear. It's quieter, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's quieter mm-hmm. because they don't have um, sound systems built into the cars like they do. Like Disneyland does. Yeah, yeah. like Disneyland yeah. does. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but there definitely is music for both attractions. And it's honestly really good music. You can actually look it up on YouTube. Um, yeah, all the Space Mountain music slaps, though. I will give it that. Like, from the it cue, really does. Actual ride, it's great. It does. Fantastic music. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay, now we're heading into the final part of this debate. We're talking about the post-show slash exit. And post-show can mean just theming, etc. and so on. Because, um, like, let's be honest. Uh, sometimes Disney has amazing exits, like on Tower of Terror. Um, or, you know, Haunted Mansion or Pirates, but then sometimes you have some exits where, like, boom, it's over, get out. And you're just like, <laughs> what? <I>, okay. <laughs> ah, so, um, Ava, go ahead and tell us all about the post-show exit for Big Thunder. Okay, don't come for me. Um, <laughs> it's been a very long time since I've been on Big Thunder. I don't remember anything really significant about the exit. <laughs> Like, or am I wrong? Like, well, no, it's really not that themed. But um, sometimes this can actually—I always include this because sometimes even with rides that don't really have like the best post-show or exit, sometimes this can really like um, pull them up if they do have something a little bit to show. And I kind of feel all that Big Thunder has to show for its exit is like the one geyser. If you know, oh, like, okay. You know, like when you like walk out of the queue and there's like that one geyser that's like sprays between like the walkway. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I yeah. know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like that's basically it. I mean, you get some good views of like the rivers of America and the Big Thunder itself. But other than that, there's not much in there. But there is a hidden um, Tinkerbell. Yes, yes, there oh, is a wow. hidden Tinkerbell, which I actually did not know about until I was um, like looking up stuff for this earlier today. Um, <laughs> just because I've been a Disney World huge theme park fan. I've only been to Disney World about five times in my life and my last trip was the first time I ever got on Thunder Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain. So like, you know what I mean? And that was a couple years ago. So definitely not like super seasoned with it, but I did enjoy it so much. Um, I think Frontierland attractions just in general, the your surroundings, like no Tino shade to like Tomorrowland or like Fantasyland, but I think Frontierland, I think you're the most immersed. Truly, like I, in the theming. Yeah, I agree. Cue, exit, attractions themselves, shops, like just in general, like Frontierland the, and I think Adventureland the are best. really the powerhouses of the park. They are, opinion. they really are. Tomorrowland is great, but it's a little inconsistent. Um, and also, like, I feel like it's you don't feel as immersed just because I feel like there's lots of carts and like restaurants and like. Plus, you can like, see like, the contemporary just like right there. Yes, like yeah. there's more cheesy theme park things in it. Like you're aware of the fact that there's a you know people getting like burgers and fries at Cosmic Rays. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Or like Fantasyland, there's so many like kids and like very different. Like you know, you have your like new, new Fantasyland Fantasy side. A lot better. Than it old is. It truly Land. is. But like old it Fantasyland, is. it's just like different little medieval tents. Like you know what I mean? Like, right. I think Frontierland. I think coming off of any ride Frontierland, like you just like wow, like taking in the views and the atmosphere. Um, so even though like Big Thunder doesn't really offer like that much in terms of post show or exit, I just think getting back into that environment and still being immersed in the themes of the attraction, like it really is special. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I think that was an excellent argument. And Alex, tell us about the post show slash exit for Space Mountain. Okay, so. Well, last time that I had gone, which was in the summer of 2018, we kind of had to exit a different way because at the time they were actually doing a big refurbishment on the post show. Mm-hmm. Same for and me. The walkway. And that the walk- happened for me too. Yeah. So we were walking outside and around the, uh, around the, basically the show, basically the show building. And we also kind of got to see, you know, a little bit of our first look of the Tron ride yes. from over the thing, which I'm so excited for. Did I y'all see too. that crocodile sign? <laughs> Wait, I yes. just realized, without context, it might sound kind of weird. How there was a sign when you get rerouted, when you got rerouted, when that was going on in space, and you kind of got to peek at the Tron stuff, which, like, I stood mm-hmm. there for a couple minutes and I watched the construction. There's a sign that says, Watch out for alligators, and it's just a little concerning. <laughs> what? I'm glad. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know about this? I guess because you were so close to undeveloped land that right. there is a possible chance of being near alligators. I mean, there was a baby gator who got into space or got into Splash Mountain once. Like it wasn't what? on the actual ride, but like Well, you know- I've heard of that before. Yeah, I mean there's a whole video on YouTube. Like, um, if I can find it, I'll show it to you. Um, I'll send it to you. But like, you know how there's kind of like that one little like pond-ish area to the side? Like when mm-hmm. you're like after the big drop, you do kind of that turn before you go into the final scene, uh-huh, and then there's yes. kind of like that weird pond, and then on the other side is the um, the waterfall. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. It yes, was that little weird it. pond area. But how did? It, oh. But I thought that, that that it's man-made though, is it not? Like, yes, 
but the rivers of America uh, go oh, out into oh. the actual uh, Seven Seas oh. Lagoon. I think is how it's filled up. Oh, I d- I didn't know that they were connected like that. Yes. Oh, um, wow. I, I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, if I knew that, I would have been like, oh, okay, clearly that's the connection. <laughs> I didn't know mm-hmm. that. But like on Splash, you you go right by the rivers of America. You know, to kind of give you that little theming, like that sense of oh, they're connected. Uh, yes. But uh, if you notice, there's actually a mesh thing there that used to not be there. And I think I'm a, I'm gonna assume that it got there that that way. That's crazy. How did they figure that out? What they what people the were on the ride, like in the video, people are on the ride going past it, and there's a cast member ah. trying to get it with like a net. With That's a net. Crazy. Like a butterfly net, just like I imagine, like a garden. Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, um, it was actually a net for Nichello. Um, they just threw her <laughs> down there and was like, Annette, get it. Oh, my God. <laughs> the no. The cast member's like, I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> I don't remember this from traditions. <laughs> Dang, what are the alligator animatronics escaped again? <laughs> Where's the tat? That's so oh funny. <laughs> uh, but yes, that definitely happened. Oh my gosh, um, wait, but if that happened for Princess and the Frog redo, it would kind of matched the theming a lot better. Nobody would even bet like, and I. I would be like, oh my gosh, Louie, where's like, the trumpet? <laughs> and then just like snapping, you're like, ah! <laughs> Oh my gosh, Louie's gonna play for the humans now. <laughs> yes! Oh my god. It's literally like um, the big giant crocodile monster in the the roaring rapids in Asia, like at Shanghai Disney. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my! I forgot about that. Oh my god! I watched I watched a video of that the other day, That's and I had never watched a I had never watched a POV of it before. Like I, I I didn't know. Like sometimes I'll just get on these kicks where I'll watch POVs from international parks just like for yeah. fun, and I came across that one. And when I saw that, when I tell you, I shrieked because like I was not expecting it. I shrieked. It was so crazy. And like, what's scary is you were in a small boat with very few people. Mm-hmm. Like um, free floating, essentially. Yes, I am like Kali River Rapids. Yes, I am fully convinced that the Yeti and that crocodile monster are cousins somehow or related in the same like cryptic <laughs> oh, Disney universe. Um, Those yeah. style of rides are, I think, honestly, not the most unsettling. Probably isn't the right word, but that's definitely to me the most out of body. Um, type of ride um at a theme park just because you truly there are no there's no rules it's a lawless land like if you're free floating like between like the the barriers of the walls like you know track no nothing Mm -hmm. it scares me a lot because (laughs) god like anything well then i'm gonna let you know that king's island's raging rapids um is gonna make you panic because <laughs> the water they use is from an actual lake and you like float by the lake oh my and god there's like an, there's like an opening to like the lake so i'm always like what if a boat just like goes out in the lake and you just can't get it out yeah oh and, I, and i and i thought Collie river rapids was like scary like, like imagine it is oh insane it's also the best rapids i've ever been on but it's insane right uh, i'll go to universal for uh popeyes is yes that i love popeyes <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love Toon Lagoon. Um, <laughs> but Alex, <laughs> uh, continuing about the post show. Okay. But yeah, so when I had gone, we had to walk around the actual show building, but I had actually watched a few videos from like after my visit. And I remember like 
I remember like the little walkway that used to go up after in like the post show they had like what was it the, like the moving floor yeah thing? they had like the little butler robots and stuff yeah so they actually had taken away the moving walkway mm-hmm. which I thought was highly controversial I said first of all how are you just going to take that away from us that's why so are you going to make me walk <laughs> right and from what I had seen and then like and also from that you would walk by like I guess these little like canyon like structures there's like maybe three or four of them and then you finally I guess make it to your vacation spot and there's a robot um, waiting for you in like that post show and it's showing you the um, what is it they're showing you like and then there's like a little display area pretty much where they where it's like a little where it's like your vacation spot right and you and as you keep walking up you know like they have little subtle it has like little subtle lighting and stuff like the blue lighting and i think for a brief moment there's red lighting and then it releases you out and and then it releases you into the um it releases you into the gift shop that they have and there's air conditioning the entire time right (laughs) big thunder said what (laughs) see i mean that's why i always include that because there's always that little bit like space mountain having that little bit of a post show of like oh look at all these wonderful places you can rent here on your space vacation you know like (gasps) oh and i'm also forgetting i'm also forgetting when you go up the walkway too if you look up you can actually see like the stars and stuff and i think you can actually see starport seven five you can um and i i just just that just that little bit um really can boost up like the score of the attraction for me in these debates Mm -hmm. and um i think that brings us to the end of the debate which means i need to pick a verdict before i do that i want to i want to think about i want to vocalize the things i'm thinking so in in q line i although i think they're very equally matched um i almost think that space mountains might be a little better only because it really can suck you into that experience while while big thunder does do that i think its downfall is um although although the interactive elements are great and you know they make sense they tell the story um i think there's bits and pieces of it that seem uncohesive with how they look in the theming like some things look more cartoony or some things look more real yeah that's true so, you know, for that, I think Space Mountain has the better cue. Now, ride experience, I genuinely think that Big Thunder is better. It's a faster ride. Um, it has good air time. It's got mm-hmm. uh, animatronics and storytelling elements. And the ride changes whether you ride it during the day or during the night. Um, and, I mean, not, not just the experience of the ride itself, but even some of the theming changes, like we talked about with the saloon and mm-hmm. um, lighting effects and stuff, where Space Mountain mm-hmm. is consistently the same um but post show wise space mountain definitely has a beat because big thunder you could just kind of dumped out into the walkways over big thunder to head back to your next attraction where uh space has that has the starport uh has the starport exit and that kind of cheesy airport feel that you get leaving um, but also with the new exit, it still ha- it, it goes from kind of that cheesy silliness to actually a really beautiful area with like the murals 
and uh, the the uh, extra forbidden ball pit and stuff like that. Uh, so mm-hmm. this is a hard decision because although Big Thunder Mountain is my absolute favorite attraction of Walt Disney World, and I gave it a lot of praise, we talked about it a lot. In the form of this debate, hmm. part of me really wants to say Space Mountain, but part of me is really like Big Thunder Mountain ride overall, which is what you're going for, is the actual ride. That's the biggest part. It really, really, really delivers. Um... My verdict is going to have to be that the better mountain coaster is Space Mountain, and that is my final verdict. <laughs> wow. That's fair. <laughs> Which That's fair. is, it, although it pains me to say that because Big Thunder Mountain is my absolute favorite attraction, I think just with how, although the story is light, the story is easily understandable. The ride itself is very thrilling. It's very unique. Um, it's got great pops of airtime, and uh, you really—it's really—it really is thrilling because you don't know which way you're going. Whereas Big Thunder, um, although it's good, um, it just—it it lacked overall cohesiveness, in my opinion. Um, In the context of parks history, too, Space Mountain really gave Disney a helping hand at a time where they were trying to draw more people into the parks. It really Mm -hmm. did. It really did. Um, So Cultural reset. It was a cultural reset, but that is (laughs) my verdict of this theme park court case. But before we go, it's time for plugs. So, Ava, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I'm going to plug my Twitter and my Instagram. So, um, my Instagram handle is AvaAVA dot costa c-o-s-t-a and um my twitter is ava costa with two extra a's at the end and i just i retweet theme park stuff i don't really come up with my own original content but like if you want to see funny theme park tweets i retweet a great collection of awesome (laughs) content creators and personalities my personal favorite right now is the um dis twitter referee who will observe things that are going on in dis twitter And Alex, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yes, I would actually like to plug my both my Instagram and my TikTok. So for my Instagram, I rarely post on there, but I try, but I kind of post a lot on my Instagram stories. But my Instagram handle is at, is at Alex Owens, which is A L E or A L E X with two X's O W E N S with one underscore and then for my tiktok that's also alex owens a-l-e-x which is two x's o-w-e-n-s and i'm gonna go ahead and say i highly recommend you follow alex on tiktok her tiktoks are amazing she has really cool cosplays she has disney content um and i just i just think you should follow her i think her content's really great um, and plus, our lives are super fun too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And then, as for me, guys, you can follow me on 
uh, Twitter at at Scott021 or look up Dyslexic. You can follow me on Instagram at Dyslexic96 and you can follow me on TikTok at Dyslexic. Um, and with all that being said, that concludes another theme park court case. Let us know your verdict. If you like this episode, you can check out all of season one and two of Dyslexic and season one of my theme park based reality show, Ultimate Imagineer, on all major podcast platforms including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc., and so on. If you really, really like this episode, then you can share the show with your family and friends and give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. I would greatly appreciate that. Um, <laughs> and thank you all once again for joining us. Make sure you're washing your hands, wearing your mask, and social distancing. Make sure you're treating others with respect. Make sure that... Um, with any movements that you're following and if you're catching my drift i mean black lives matter and or pride or or anything with indigenous people or any 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 way you're trying to help and protest and uh use your amendment rights to change this country um please make sure you're finding petitions to sign going to rallies spreading the word doing all that you can do to help um with these causes um I hope y'all Period. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope y'all have an amazing week, an amazing month, an amazing year. You know all this stuff. I just want you guys to have a good life. Um, and I can't wait to see you all next week. And re- and remember. <laughs> I almost read, so I have two endings depending on how the debate went. I almost read the Big Thunder one and Big Thunder didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> Starport 75 is ready for blast off. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>